1: and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee.
0: What's up everybody, it's Tuesday, April 29th, 2014. This is episode 122 of Attack of the Androids. Uh, Every week, right here live, com slash live. I'm Matt Lee, that's Eric Finkenbeiner. What's up Eric? Eric Frozen, that's cool. Also joining us, Nick Carroll, what's up Nick? Nick, hey guys, how's it going? Glad to be back. Also frozen. <laughs> Makes you want to like, just go back to the sweet, sweet days of Skype podcasting. No that's video. Right. No, no nothing. Everybody had bandwidth for Skype.
1: Oh yeah. Well, you know, ironically, Skype is uh, now free for the group stuff. So I, saw that's that. an I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Then you
0: just have the the problem of figuring out how to get that video feed pumped out to the rest yeah. of the internet. I can see it's, yeah. it's good for, like, private stuff, but you'd yeah. have to, at that point, do what uh, you got to, like, set up a camera looking at a big monitor that has yeah. that, and then, yeah. Yeah, maybe a
1: video capture card or something, yeah.
0: Yeah, just no bueno.
1: They're improving slowly, an inch a year. It's It's better than nothing, I guess, so, yeah.
0: Better than nothing, so yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, so yeah, let's start things out. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? What should we? What
1: should we get on with? Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of things going on this week. Uh, uh excuse me, pull up the the rundown. It actually just uh, closed for me.
0: Well, I'll say just real quick, the HP uh, Slate Book uh, 14. It's uh, another. HP attempt at a laptop running
1: Android. Yeah, it actually looks looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's got potential, but I think until maybe a bigger company, like a bigger Android company comes out with their own uh, notebook, Android notebook, uh, we may not see that platform take off, but I, I'm at least interested in it. They tried something like that a few months ago, late last year as well, a previous Slate book or something like that. And uh, So I guess this is uh, their second attempt at it. But uh, it looks good from the pictures that I've seen of it.
0: Yeah, not too bad. It says 14 uh, is going to have a 1080p touchscreen, possibly yeah. 2 gigs of RAM, 16 gig storage uh, on board. Uh, and, of course, they, they talk about uh, on PC World here, they say last year the company released the SlateBook X2. Uh, it was a 10-inch tablet with an attachable keyboard and trackpad dock. Uh but that effort had of course numerous issues. Uh so hopefully they got those worked
1: out uh with the new one. Yeah. Yeah, the one that came out last year was like a Tegra 4. This I'm not mm. sure what it is.
0: Yeah, and there's but... really not that many specs on it uh as of right now, but I'm sure we'll yeah. we'll hear more about it as it comes out. They're talking like a quad-core Nvidia, so that's what mm. the the Tegra 5.
1: It would be Tegra 4 or maybe Four? Tegra. There's a new one coming out called the K something. So right. it could be that as well. But uh, Yeah, maybe. I don't see them going like
0: all out with it, you know. Yeah. But who knows? Uh, three full
1: USB ports, micro SD card, HDMI out. Uh, and
0: yeah, it looks like it'll Beats... probably be
1: pretty light as well. I mean, that's the thing about these Android tablets and, right. and other things. Is you don't necessarily need huge heat sinks you know cooling fans or anything like that and this at least from the image i can see here doesn't have like an uh like a fan or anything so it should be relatively light and uh portable
0: pretty cool and uh no prices yet of course so
1: yeah oh and one thing they mentioned is beats audio speakers you know like yeah he has an yeah has yeah. A, an agreement with beats audio so that's cool not too actually bad. An, an investor in beats so yeah you are Oh, no, not me, but I'm saying, like, HP has invested in Beats. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I
0: thought you were like, I have invested in Beats, and this is good news. (laughs) Cha-ching! That's awesome. Uh, Let's see, some gaming stuff. Uh, Article on Droid Gamers, XCOM Enemy Unknown, uh, from 2K Games, finally on Android. Uh, Talking about the rather popular game, XCOM Enemy Unknown, of course. Uh, They say, finally made the jump from iOS to Android today um 2k games has brought the alien eliminating game if you're familiar with that uh so it yeah, is it's, a, it's large it's like yeah. 3.6 gigs large yeah
1: yeah i mean it really it's a remake of a of an old pc game you know it's it is, you know really redesigned you know for for touch and all that stuff but you know that's kind of cool. So like, if you're into like the turn-based RPGs, it's a little bit of a top-down kind of thing. Like if right. you're kind of familiar with the StarCraft <laughs> design, it kind of is like that in terms of, you know, how it plays. So I- I've never been personally a fan of it, but I know a lot of people uh, that have played that. So the original. So yeah.
0: Right, Eric, joining us. How is was your uh, blue screen of death? <laughs> ah.
2: It doesn't. It doesn't feel good.
0: Nice. It's painful. Can you turn your audio up some, please? Happy to. Would appreciate that. So uh, we mentioned just briefly the uh, the new HP Slate Book 14. You got, you got any thoughts on that? Meh, just whatever.
2: I I'm I'm still not 100% uh, bought into the whole um, Android notebook. Uh, Android on a notebook. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think just because Chromebook has done so well. Yeah. Um, they're doing everything right. I don't necessarily see the need for this, but.
1: Cool. Yeah, it, well, that's they could do something like multi-window. You know, that's what you're used to on a notebook or a desktop is having multiple windows and all that kind of stuff. And if, if they can really integrate that into the notebook, I think it'll make it worthwhile. worthwhile. But like with the Chromebook, you yeah, have I think it's called the Arrow or something like Desktop Manager. It's where you can have all these windows side by side and you can adjust them. And that's something you get with a desktop or a notebook. It's something you don't traditionally get with Android unless you've got like a, a Note or Tab tablet from Samsung or something like that. But Android built in there's no built in multi window manager for yeah Android.
0: Samsung okay. has it I have it on this tab three I have it turned yeah. off <laughs> but yeah. um I think arrow is Windows the window well, yeah the...
1: it's not arrow it's it's another one of the A words like uh I think it's aura like uh aqua for not trebuchet what are you talking about? <laughs> no it's it's basically the yeah. Chrome OS, their desktop manager yeah, is yeah. called their
0: file aura. manager. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think those are different use cases. I mean, we we kind of talked about this earlier, but it's like the Chromebook use case, I feel like, is different than what you would get a, a full Android laptop for, you know? It's like, yeah. I love hooking up my Bluetooth keyboard to my tablet so much, I want it built in, you know? It's it's like that, I think.
1: Yeah. I, and well, one the, of the advantages of going with Android is that there are so many apps to choose from, and everything right. you're comfortable with using on a tablet or a smartphone, you can now used, you know, on a notebook. So that has some some features, but I think until they get that multi-window functionality built in, I think that's going to be the only stopping point because when you get something that big, like a 14-inch notebook, you want to have more than just one screen. You know? Well, and the only way they're really going to do that is power,
0: right? More memory, more processor, throw yeah. at it, or obviously code it in a way that is, you know, easier on resource. I, I have no idea how you'd, you would even
1: begin to do that, but... Um, yeah, I yeah. mean, Samsung's very first multi-window implementation, you know, last year was very, like, hit or miss. It was like, if you're clicking on one app, this kind of freezes, basically, and then if you switch back, this kind of freezes. And, you know, sometimes you'd be lucky if one half is, like, their YouTube side, or, I guess, top and bottom, that it'll continue to play video while you're doing something here. But there was, you would see, like, in clicking one and then the other, you would see, like, a pause or hesitation a little bit clunky from, from what I've seen. So that has to be improved on Android, really. So and I guess it has with the newer, you know, uh, interface that Android, uh, Samsung's been using on their, their Note and Cap series.
0: Well, and I've, I'll turn it on on this, and it doesn't, I mean, it's not really multitasking. It's like you have this, I don't know if you can see that, you have this yeah. little bar there yeah. that has stuff on it. But, like, if I'm in a tab in Chrome let's yeah. say I'm, I'm checking out some Google News and I want to also be having my email up, it goes to one or the other. Like, you're not yeah. switching between... I mean, you're not
1: viewing them both.
0: So that's kind of... Unless I'm well, doing a, it wrong. I may no, be doing it, it wrong. It's
1: supposed to get it to where you view, like, one on the top and one on the bottom, per, you know, per se, when it's in portrait oh, mode. Oh, wait,
0: wait. Okay, I see you got to drag it. See, I've never messed up. Okay, drag it, and then let's say... Okay, oh, that looks terrible. Here there you go. <laughs> There's my email you can read at the top there. And then Google News, if you'd also like to read, uh, on the bottom. And you can, like, scroll one or the other, I guess. That's kind of cool, but that only makes sense on a way bigger screen than this. Even on the Nexus 10, like a 10-inch screen, I mean, you cut it in half. You're still working with two phones at that point, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that's where you have
1: something like... Or know, maybe HP Eric's 14- beast phone over there, the N1.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, like, you know, the HP Notebook is a 14-inch screen, so that's where you'd be able to use that in, uh, real estate. So imagine having two 7-inch tablet, you know, portrait mode you know, interfaces, essentially. That's kind of closer to what you'd be looking at, so I don't know. And you can, like, yeah. adjust them. Yeah, go ahead, Eric.
2: No, I, I'm just, I'm looking at this thinking... It, being a Chromebook user, um, not an exclusive Chromebook user. I have a real computer. I will call <laughs> it a real computer. Um, I have multiple of them. I, I look at this, and it just seems like it's going to be way more complicated than it needs to be, and that from a user standpoint, if you're going to get this, you might as well just get, like, an Acer C720P or something. Yeah. Like, you know, pay 300 bucks for that, and you'll probably like the experience a lot better. The only benefit to this is that you could do more um, offline stuff, I'm guessing, like you know writing documents and things
0: which, sure sure
2: I don't know from my personal experience, didn't seem like it was that easy on the Chromebook
0: yeah, local support definitely uh would be helpful and then uh, after that, Eric, while you were uh blue screening of dying death, we talked about the XCOM enemy unknown haven't had a chance to play it yet, but uh, I take it you did or you want to or what?
2: I downloaded it um all 3.6 <laughs>
0: gigs of it did you <laughs> yeah this thing is ginormous thank thank
2: god that i bought the 32 gigabyte nexus 7 um so it just finished downloading today and i decided <laughs> when to... did you start it like last week no it was like it was like yesterday morning and then you know i was going in and out of coverage so it you know whatever and if you if you follow me on twitter or google plus you've May have seen the back and forth between Verizon and myself because the internet here in my apartment is really horrible. So, oh, please, can
0: we you know, can we get into reason. that? It's these
2: people are just incompetent. Um, so if like my my friend Julie, I'm staying at her place and she she had asked them to upgrade this internet, which is currently like one down, um, five twelve like, up. Yeah, five twelve up sure, basically. Sure. And this thing, it's been like three weeks, and Verizon keeps saying, oh, yeah, we'll do that. Sorry, it'll take three to five days. Well, they're like, and um,
0: yeah, if you don't like it, you could just go to another cape. All right. We're the only ones. Yeah. I just, I really don't get it. I really
2: don't. And It's called like, Monopoly, there, um, Eric. They're it's trying a, to phase out their their
0: dry line service. What's that? It's a monopoly. They can do whatever the hell they want. They're
2: phasing out their dry line service. Just this. Yeah. It's, so it's it's just it's crappy. Whatever. Um, which is probably why I'm lagging right now. So I, I've just been tweeting back and forth with Verizon all night, just being like, "Hey, you wanna?
0: Well, you wanna also take we haven't money, like we, that sort of thing." Also, though, we haven't paid our money to have our packets prioritized, um, so we may be a victim of of that also. So, who knows?
2: I wrote my check and sent it in. I don't know about you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. the I'm bought into the new system. The check's in the mail. Uh Yeah. So uh, if you're unfamiliar, as I am, of The Enemy Unknown, and they say the game was originally released on PC and consoles uh, before coming to mobile. Uh, of course, iOS first. They said an Android version was always planned, but it seems to take forever to actually arrive. This version is basically the same as the PC console version, except, of course, the controls being optimized for the mobile. Uh, this means you'll be recruiting soldiers, leveling them up, running a fully operational base, and, of course... Killing aliens Hell yeah. That sounds good. Uh as soon as I make room <laughs> I'm gonna definitely have to try it. Thoughts? Anyone? You lurk?
1: It's not my type of game, but uh yeah, mean, I'm looking it, up it's right now a very popular yeah. one, so
2: Yes Eric? If you look up the minimum uh, requirements for this game it's like a two gigahertz dual core two gigs of ram nvidia geforce 8600 it's the um, shield right 20 you can gigabytes of hard drive space
0: play it on the shield the new shield when it comes it's, out
2: <laughs> you could this would probably be a fun game to play on the shield um yeah. it just it just amazes me that they were able to optimize this game like, down from those PC requirements right. to work on mobile. Like, that just blows my mind. Which were what, like,
0: 6.7 gigs? So they, like, cut the size in half.
2: I mean, yeah, if you're talking well, a regular,
0: like, PC DVD type.
2: it's. I mean, I, I'm sure that they're using, like, smaller, um, you know, like, graphics and things like that. But, uh, I mean, these requirements too, I mean, the processor that that it's supposed to run on is Intel architecture, and these are... Arm processors, so right. I don't know. It's just it's. I'm I'm really excited to see that that these. You know, this would be considered a you know top tier video game of of uh what was it like twenty twenty thirteen? Um, I think it's when it came out or maybe late twenty twelve. So, I mean, sweet. I think it's going to be nine dollars ninety nine cents. Yeah,
1: well, it spent. is impressive that they're able to put it essentially on smartphones and tablets. That it that yeah. it's uh. It was a high-end game when it first came out on PC, and I know this is kind of a, re, a remake of it, but it's much the same thing as near as I can tell. But it's kind of cool that just something this big <laughs> can play that game, so that's pretty cool. And going back to
0: what we were talking about earlier, Ant uh, in the chat room, he says Chrome OS Windows Manager. Uh, he says the, the thing we were talking about was Aura.
1: Aura, yeah. Aura. I had a hard time. There's Aqua. Arrow and now aura. Mm, the oh, yeah. answer we were actually looking for was aura.
0: Okay. Aura. Thanks. <laughs> Alright. Uh let's see. Moving on. Samsung patent reveals. Are you ready for this amazing magic? The note four wait for it. The note four is gonna have a wraparound display. It's actually going to look like a book on your shelf that you can just look at stuff on the dis on the the, the end of the display. All oh like, my god, somebody's been reading my letters. This is awesome. Finally, right? Now we can have oh. our four inch thick smartphones. Vindication Finally thank you.
2: This is a really odd I mean look at look at the the drawing from the um Patent filing, like this
0: is just an odd thing. Yeah, it's. Thing. Let's uh, here we can actually. We have. Lag. Looks like <laughs> I can <control> draw that. <laughs> let's do. Ready? This. Boom! Magic. Oh just like God, magic. Internet magic, folks. You're witnessing it right here, right now. So it looks like a book, isn't it. It's like now I can. A, no- a note book but oh I like what you did there sir you should write them and get a job but so it looks yeah. <laughs> it lo- <laughs> it, I'm sorry it, it looks like what happened is you guys remember and if you look here see where my arrow is remember that they're like yeah. oh we made this amazing display that bends and then like you heard nothing about it right absolutely nothing so I'm thinking all this time goes by and they're like you know we really should uh, use that crap that we made such a big deal out of. And uh, here it is. Right here. A new form
1: factor like you've yeah. never seen before. <laughs> I, I would, I'd be surprised if they put this in their Note 4, but I wouldn't be surprised if they make their own offshoot, like the G-Flex, for example. They didn't put that in technology in any of their Note you know, series. So they made their own separate Flex series, you know. So they, they may made or whatever, not curved because that's LG, and you know. Edgy. So we'll see how that goes. It's edgy. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. This looks
2: this looks really bad. I mean, like, look at how thick this draw like the drawing is of the phone. No, like, that's what I'm
0: saying, Eric. Remember we've a been sl- well. you remember we've been slimming yeah. phones down. Now we're going to start seeing them thicken back up. I want one the size of the Bible.
2: Yeah, but what's what's the well for? Like the snort snort
0: your coke out of? Like,
2: what? Hey, you <laughs> what don't know.
0: This? You don't know. It's for your bookmarks. <laughs> but uh, I don't get it. Sorry. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's that out in the world. So look forward to the new note for uh the book, the end, the end. What's that called? The
1: bookend. the bookend. The bookend, yeah. The bookend. You can, can get two B of the bookend. them. Bookend. Yes. The, the Galaxy Bookend. Yes. i Galaxy B.
0: <laughs> I want a big, like, screen, and then I want two of them on either side, and I'll just have my playbooks collection there. <laughs> It'll be almost like a real bookshelf. But, oh, yeah, and nice. I mean... There's two of them facing the, each other, and that's your shelf. Exactly, right? Forever. Think about holding this thing. Like, how are you... If they're on all the time and they're lit, right, like the the other buttons used to be, you're always going to be bumping them. You're going to have to completely change the way you hold your phone. And who looks at the side of their phone? That's stupid. Samsung, this is stupid. I think the idea is
2: that it would be second nature. Like how a lot of us, you know, we learn where the capacitive touchscreens are on our devices, and when we want to hit the back button, we are, like, it's muscle memory we right. know how to get there but is that now, this...
0: where we want to go
2: it's it's an interesting idea but in practice i think what you said is going to be the major problem is that you're going to be bumping this crap all the time that it's stupid yeah i said it unless you like you lick your phone to activate it and then the buttons <laughs> turn on and then you...
0: like licking the spline of your phone it's grossly that guy over there you know licking that... his phone it's dirty It'll have camera contact settings and text messaging shortcuts <laughs> on these, quote, action keys. This what's is the, terrible. I'm sorry. This. What's is... the key underneath the, the arrow, the back
2: button? I can't make that out.
0: Uh, That's the calendar, I guess? I don't know. That's, that's the contacts. The that's got to be contacts, right? Oh, okay. No, there you go. Camera contact setting. Yeah, okay. Anyway, this is... St- I'm sorry. I shouldn't have even... Gave that a minute. All right, moving on. Android Authority has an article on the OnePlus Smash the Past contest. Uh, Who loves just straight-up wrecking
1: old smartphones? I mean, come on. Like an HTC One or something like that, yeah.
0: Right, and I mean, of course, make sure you leave the battery in it so that it explodes when you hit it.
1: That's right, and, and of course, don't wait for an invitation you know, to do it, and approval. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, just smash it. That's right. And put it on YouTube. <clears throat> Make yeah. sure you record
0: yourself smashing it with your current smartphone.
2: The thing is, you could get it, you could probably sell your current smartphone for more than the 299 it would cost to buy the OnePlus One. That's
0: true. You could gazelle it. <laughs> you could do, gazelle it. There you go. You know, they're not and,
2: they're not sponsors. We shouldn't even say their
0: name. Yeah. I know. You could find you a could way to sell a it. Bit. You could give it to yeah. me
1: and I could sell it online. Yeah, and just think of it this way, no matter how much you sell it for, no matter how how much or how little, it's that much more than you're gonna get back by crushing it. But I don't know uh, though. You
0: it you'd be hard pressed to put a price on the amazing feeling. That comes with like I would use it until it force closed, and then I'd just be like, <sighs> just <laughs> smash it, Hulk smash. That would be awesome. So uh, some of
2: these people you said were they were just smashing their they were just smashing them before they were even invited because it was only for a
1: hundred yeah. people. Yeah the the invite system didn't even start until the twenty fifth, so no, that's when they started sending the invites out. And then you had to be approved, and then once you're approved, then you smash your phone, and only a hundred people would basically get to smash their phones. So, so you're and
0: so you're you're telling me that people done went and smashed their phones before they actually uh, before they even before filled they out even, yeah before they filled it out and then were also picked. <laughs> they were just yeah. like we're gonna we're gonna, gonna jump ahead anyways. and and just smash yeah. these. If
2: if only yeah. I had my droid two global within arm's reach, I would have gone for this little this little contest. Each After winner get,
0: <laughs> each winner gets a 16 gig silk white one plus one and plus three invites to purchase the one plus one. So that's one plus one plus three equals your phone smashed and you crying because you uh, didn't read the instructions but now let's let's uh let's point out and i'll I'll bust out uh a screen share again boom like magic let's know the amazing <laughs> fluidity with which this website like it makes you want to smash something I mean look at this look at how it moves it's like totally glass what's this play button do? oh it's a YouTube video I'm not going I'm not even gonna. Oh, Stickening. Yeah, not even gonna try it. All right, <clears throat> so
2: Matt, since we're talking about the one plus one, Eric, please can, I, just mini rant. Any rant, here. anything you just, want. I've said this on the show before. I feel a little—I don't know—like is "spited" the right word? Spited because uh, because CyanogenMod. Came out with this cool phone, which I really like, the Oppo M1, and then, like, it's not, it's not even the baby's still, you know, it still has stuff all over it. It's just been birthed, and and then they're like, oh nope, sorry, we're uh we're going with OnePlus One, um, which it turns out is not this happy little freaking startup that it was yeah. made out to be. It's owned by Oppo. Yeah. For it's God's sake, what the only hell? Owns-
1: yeah it's a wholly owned subsidiary of oppo so think of it this way the same partner or relationship partnership whatever whatever you want to call it is probably still there with Oppo and probably with your existing still relatively new smartphone but yeah it's it's uh it's an oppo company and I'll say this think of it this way you know now that Motorola is a part of Lenovo, for example, this may be another another example of a Chinese company that is maybe willing to hold on to a name that'll that'll sell well in the States. Like Lenovo is not popular for smartphones in the States, but Motorola is. So maybe, you know, they'll hold on to that OnePlus name because it'll have some traction in the States that Oppo doesn't. Oppo really only, really only has traction in the States for, like, their DVD players, maybe TV, I'm not really sure, Blu-ray, play, Blu-ray players, and, like, maybe one smartphone or two. So... Maybe OnePlus will have more traction in the U.S., so maybe that's why they're having this startup. You know, this company. So that's just my thoughts on it. So, but a brand. they
2: just pissed all over everybody that bought
0: the N1. It's a just small maybe? price. It's a small price to pay, though, for rebranding greatness, right? Yeah. I mean, Google Plus One. You have this Plus One Plus Three. It's it's a whole thing.
1: Plus have is you, everywhere. Have you been
0: watching Silicon Valley? This is this I kind know. of it's so good. This is kind of reminds me of like
1: something from that. Yes. Yeah, but I would just say I don't think they're abandoning like the N one or Oppo. I just think that they're focusing on you know this new OnePlus company. But I, I would not be surprised if there are more Cyanogen versions, you know, phones for Oppo too. But we'll I mean we'll see how that goes. So Nick.
2: Come on man. They they did, they did this blog post yeah. where they were like the N1, the future is nigh and all this other, you know, BS, hype the crap out of it, and then like in my mind I'm looking at this being like, this is gonna be this is gonna be the cyanogen mod, you know, the the spec phone, like the phone that you will get if you wanna do cyanogen mod. Bullcrap. It like it, it didn't turn out that way at all. And it really does kind of feel like a bait and switch because like there's there's literally no freaking advantage whatsoever. If you look at the the story that it it'll be in the show notes, but there's an interview with Steve Condict from Cyanogen Mod where he's talking about all the features and all the new like neat new crap that they've put into this special mm-hmm. version of Cyanogen Mod that yeah. will only run on the OnePlus One. And the only thing he has to say about the N1 is oh, yeah, they're, You know, we found out that we had to do a lot of bug fixes and polish with that one. It's like, oh, well, good, that's all you have to say?
1: Ugh. Yeah, it is kind of weird. They do have, like, CM11S, and that's a special version for, you know, the new OnePlus One phone. And it, it is kind of interesting that they're not having something similar for the N1, so, yeah.
0: You know what it's kind of reminiscent of? What Google did and was doing with Android, remember? Like, here's... Here's this version with all of these special apps for this phone, you know, and people are like, well, that's not that's not really uh, open. It, it kind of reminds me of the, the same same thing.
2: Sick of it all. I'm just I'm ordering Windows Phone. Now. I'm going
0: to Windows Phone. In, in I am Cortana. Eric going to hang out. Eric, will you do a Windows Phone podcast with me? <laughs> yep. It'll have even fewer listeners than this podcast. It'll be great. We'll call it, uh, I don't even know, something Forget, like, this is revenge all. Revenge
1: of Windows Phone? I don't know.
0: This
2: no, was we should, all. We should call it, what's the name of, um, what was the name that Microsoft got sued they said they couldn't use? Metro? <laughs> metro. Yeah, we'll just call it the MetroCast.
1: I'll just call <laughs> it my last choice. We'll have, to dre- <laughs> we'll have to dress better, you know, to be Metro, just, so. That's uh, true. Man. A lot more
0: grooming, personally. Yes, I mean personal grooming, right? That's right. I'm you know wax my I, face. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. All right. Uh, anything else on this before we move on? We'll put a link to this in the show notes. Article
1: on Android Thirty well, it has I the videos. I would mention that Oppo, sort of mentioning Oppo, they do have their own unique lens attachment, which is actually a little bit reminiscent of Sony's two lens attachments. Yeah, that and that thing year. was cool.
0: I kind of yeah. wanted one for, like,
1: like a, a a general one that would fit on any smartphone type of thing. Yeah, and I wonder if this will do that. Like, I'm aware of the article. I haven't read through it, but, I've, you know, I've, I've seen it looks actually like one of the modules that Sony made, so I'm wondering if there was some Yeah, sort of-
0: they say it looks exactly like the QX uh, series. This is a 10X optical uh, that captures images the same way as the Sony uh, through Wi-Fi. Uh, they say, looking at the photos, the Oppo external lens attachment has its own power supply uh, with a physical power button present and can work independently. They say it's not known whether or not this product will work with phones from other vendors, but we can't
1: imagine there being any compatibility issues. Uh, yeah, well, and even if there isn't, you would just get the Sony version of, of that because there are two that Sony had, and this is, uh, looks like one of those two. One of them had like 10x, the other one had like 3x zoom. I don't remember the the brand names, but uh, that looks exactly like that. And even if this one only works specifically with Oppo, you could buy the Sony version and use it with your phone. But the interesting thing about, like, the Oppo Fine 7 is this is one of those two smartphones that boasts a 50-megapixel, you know, picture, you know, with, like, a little trick that it does where it basically maps out multiple, you know, sections and then stitches it all together. You know, you can get pretty good quality even without that. So that's kind of interesting that they're announcing that attachment. So,
2: I think it looks nice. Um, I was actually very impressed. And, you know, it's going to run off of NFC. Um, yeah. I have to think that Oppo is going to make this work for other for other uh, devices. Yeah, that would make sense. I can't see them just locking it to the Find 7. And it wouldn't, wouldn't make any sense because then they're, you know, because Sony, uh, their attachment works with, if I remember right, it works with other even, phones. Even um, an iPhone.
1: Yeah. So, um. Not through NFC. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, how does it work then for the iPhone? Is it doing Bluetooth pairing? Mm -hmm. Uh. There's an app, and it's probably Bluetooth, but there, from what I remember from last year, there was an app they would use, and it is probably using Bluetooth to pair, so that's probably how it's transmitting. But I think it's, it's some sort of wireless connection where it's actually doing all the, you know, the transfers between them, so. But oh. on the on the Android side, NSC was just used to to initiate the pairing. So Well,
2: I just I like the I like the fact that it has an optical zoom. Um yeah. which is interesting too because um Samsung just announced that uh that weird camera phone hybrid thing that Yeah.
1: The K I zoom
2: yeah, yeah it, I mean, it kind of looks like... I mean, especially the white one, it looks like their original um, Android camera, um, but it... I don't know. Like, I don't know how to describe it, just the shape of it yeah. um, and the thickness. Like, you can tell it's a phone, um, yeah. but it's got this huge, like, camera, like like a normal point-and-shoot would have with um, you, I, 10x optical zoom, I think. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Like, th- is this something that you would... Like it, I don't. I don't know that I would get it because when I look at something like this, the first thought in my head is, "Wow, this thing's going to be a pain in the ass to get a custom ROM on." Um, but for for normal people, do you think this is uh, this is like something that's going to
1: resonate? Um, I think it's going to be a niche product, but I, I, you know, I think for those, you know, th- that currently have a phone that'll work with it, you know, that that might be an investment for them. So. But for how much, like
0: wasn't the Sony one like 250 or 300 bucks or something?
1: Yeah, they were announced initially at, at 250 and 500 dollars uh, for the QX 100 and the QX10 from what I'm reading on an on older Android central uh, page. So I'm trying to see what other features they have if they have like OIS or anything else. And it doesn't now, far, how about
0: try 449 dollars? For the, the that's smartphone. the QX100, right? Yeah. That's so expensive.
1: Yeah, it looks like this is the one that compares to the QX100. So, so, and
0: that's what I saw a comment on that article. They're like, why don't you just buy an SLR at that point? Which I yeah. kind of get, but then it's still kind of cool not carrying around a separate camera, but having a lens uh, with the capability to provide you know those better shots yeah, when you want with your existing do it. smartphone.
1: Cause yeah, not, not right. That's camera.
0: Yeah. yeah not every cool.
1: digital camera is gonna have Android on it and directly, you know, uplink to you know your account or something like that. I'm yeah,
0: yeah. not saying I would drop four fifty on one, but you know it, it's yeah. cool. well here's the question
2: though. Would you rather have the attachment used with your you know at four fifty used with your current device, or would you just opt for the Galaxy K zoom and just have it built into the phone where it's not an attachment? It's you know it's 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 part, it's not an afterthought, it's built in,
1: yeah. And actually, because it's built into the phone and it, it can actually compress into the phone, the advantage there is that it, it, you know, when it's in there, it, it's just like the regular size of a smartphone. The only downside yeah. is the screen is 720p, and it, it may not necessarily be the highest end like specs, but for what it does, it's probably pretty cool. Like, give you a good vlog camera/slash smartphone. So, well, about no,
2: 20,430 milliamp battery, two gigs RAM. I mean, the 8 gigs of memory is what I look at and say, oh, that's, yeah. not, that's not good. But everything
0: else. But it has seems, an SD
1: card slot, I think. I think it has an SD card slot. I could be wrong. I'll
0: look so. it up. So at that point, with if you have the camera version because it's a lot thicker, would their wraparound screen make sense on that? Yes. Oh, I think yeah, you no, just figured out. <laughs> Boom. I just cracked the code. Samsung, you're no, welcome. There,
2: yeah, you have, the, you have the shutter on top on the you know as you're holding the camera.
0: That's right. Or that you actually can makes just makes a hell of a lot of sense. You can just yell capshaw, 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 capshaw. And it'll just like snap uh photos. Ha. <laughs> My tablet does that. It's completely stupid. Uh Do you
2: yell capture and then it takes pictures. Yeah, if
0: you turn on the it's part of the S voice crap. Crapshaw. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> uh let's see. Article on droid life, the black phone. Some specs coming out for this iPhone looking thing, uh, possibly. Now I don't know if this is, if, is this is legit or not. Tim O'Tato riding on Droid Life. I tend to trust Tim O'Tato. Oh, what's, what's his name? Tim Tim, O-t- Tim O'Tato. Uh,
2: Tim O'Tato. Okay.
0: He says it's powered by an uh, NVIDIA Tegra 4i processor and the i500 LTE modem, uh, and that's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah. The thing about the Tegra 4i is it's clocked a little bit faster than the, the normal Tegra sure. 4. There's a few less like it's uh, two gigahertz, chain units, but it's uh, yeah, because like the the standard Tegra 4 is anywhere between 1.7 and 1.9 gigahertz. Like right. the Shield was 1.9, and the EVGA tablet was like 1.8 gigahertz. This is clocked a little bit faster, but it's also a little bit smaller, from what I understand. And so they have room to put in like this separate little modem. Uh, this i500 you know, LTE modem. So it's going to be a decent performing phone. It's got a 720p screen, if, if I remember correctly. And uh, yeah, it's a, mean, it'll do the job. But if you want a completely secure phone, I guess this is the route you'd go for. So
0: It's a 4.7-inch uh, with only one gig of RAM, 8-megapixel rear camera, 2,000-mAh battery, and it's private OS based on Android 4.4 4. 4. KitKat. 629 dollars
1: uh-huh. shipping yeah, in that's june totally downside <laughs> so these
0: aren't rumored this is totally legit shipping in june so yeah uh, the, the online store is open at store.blackphone.ch so uh there you go
2: well i mean i look at this it does it has bluetooth low energy it has hsba plus it has lte micro sd support
0: yeah, it looks decent. It's an interesting idea. Well, and what I, is, I don't
2: know that you could actually call it a secure mobile experience because God only knows how secure it actually is. What is
0: private OS, though? Like, is it just tech secure and red phone and, like, <laughs> everything else blocked? Or, or yeah, what, what are you doing specifically? Like, does it have a special chip dedicated to harvesting uh, randomness from somewhere? Like, what is it? What's its thing? You know, what's the catch? I get private OS. But like what is it?
1: yeah, see i'm I'm reading through everything I can't see what necessarily makes it so secure i
2: they've they've baked something into it maybe they i I can't think of what they could have done to it um to be honest with you because unless they're doing stuff like like se linux um, which I don't think is part of um, I don't think it's part of stock, but it's part of uh, CyanogenMod – mod um. And I I don't know maybe a different implementing a different in, uh, disk encryption than what's default in Android. Um, I'm not sure. We'll have to read up on it. Black phone about us. so oh here we go so here's some of the software so it has silent circle, um, oh, silent okay. circle apps which is silent phone silent text silent contacts. Um, well, that's who made it right. Silent they're circle, the ones. Silent guys, circle. I don't know if you guys remember when that launched.
0: They developed it. So the guys from silent circle develop private os
1: oh, that's
2: cool which is, i mean it you sh- it is interesting to to note though cuz when they when they launched i was looking through some of their um some of their corporate documents and stuff that they have on their website i these guys have you know they they take money um if i remember correctly from some government organizations so I mean take that for what it is.
0: Is it backdoor, um, do you think? Did yeah, did I, Silent I don't know Circle secure Silent Circle? Did Silent Will Circle look? get money for backdooring this? Or for using algorithms that were backdoored? Who knows? I don't know. It'd I mean, be the, interesting the, to find out.
2: If it were me and I were, you know, the owner of Silent Circle, just the way it looks doesn't look good. So like I I automatically out of the gate don't really trust this, you know, anyways. But
0: Oh, and it's whatever. actually sold out, so Whatever. <laughs> well, perfect. And, you know, problem solved. It comes with Black Phone Firewall, Black Phone Activation Wizard, Black Phone Remote Wipe, Disconnect Secure Wireless, Spider Oak Black Phone Edition, which Spider Oak is a – it's like a – not like Dropbox, but it's its like an encrypted storage locker of sorts. Um, mm-hmm. Kismet, Smart Wi-Fi Manager. Want to sniff some why did they have to? Whatever. Why are they touting that they have an activation wizard? Because it's theirs. It's secure, yo. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's just, I'm just. We're gonna it. activate your phone securely. That's right. Because it's not secure otherwise. I, I honestly,
1: have no clue. Yeah. You know, maybe they should like put out a fact or some sort of like informational page. Well, there know, is. I mean, I there's custom say. icons. There's description and there's additional
0: info, but it, it's more like. A, like a, like a a media, very, very slim summary. It's like a media press release. It doesn't tell you how it encrypts it and what it's using, but it tells you that there's private browsing and VPN from the company Disconnect and secure cloud file storage, of course, uh, the spider oak thing. So it doesn't get into, like, you know, what makes them secure and why you should trust it. They just say that, you know, here's what it's using. But... I don't know. doesn't matter because mm. it's all sold out. So uh, whatevs. They say more details soon uh, from their site. So who oh. knows? I mean, w- would it blow your mind or would it be just completely expected if uh, it came out like next year that these were totally backdoored? And uh, I don't know. I I could see it happening. I will subscribe to their newsletter for latest news, though. <laughs> Sure, why not? I'll yeah, subscribe cool. all of us at show at <laughs> Boom. Please do. I'm subscribing my mother. Nice. I also subscribed your mother, so good deal. All right, Uh, right. Let's see. What else? Talk about a couple more things before we do some app picks.
2: Uh, Eric. Well, that, what that Android Silver thing we talked about.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that.
2: Yeah. So now the so now the uh what do they call the? It costs like four hundred dollars to join their stupid site. The information. Oh yeah. Huh. The information. Yeah. Is reporting mm. that they have four sources. Hmm. So I guess they use that four hundred dollars to pay people off. <laughs> sure. Um. It's a hundred bucks. So they have, source. They oh, have four, four fresh sources. Hundred bucks. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's pretty cool. Um. That's like so they're four confirming that. Uh, this lag is killing me no it's fine it's all about timing
0: and I'm just I'm totally missing the lag here Um, go ahead I'll just let you do this I will
2: just briefly say and then I will shut up um,
0: just reiterate what this
2: is so Google's uh, little silver thing um, Android silver um, what we had what we had read I think it was on Android and me um, was that it was it was going to kill off Nexus, so no more Nexus. Uh, instead, what you're going to have is you're going to have like these Android silver booths at the carrier store. So this is going to be like a carrier-level thing where you're going to have um, only a handful. I think it was like two phones a year that will be silver certified. And when you get one of these phones, somebody's going sit, to sit you down and help you get migrated, going to buy an app with you, going to teach you how to use the phone – um, and, you know, what these sources are saying is that this is part of some Google deal with the manufacturers. Maybe they don't like the Nexus program because it cuts into their sales. Um, so it's, it's, it's Google's way of, you know, trying to combat what they see as fragmentation in the user experience um, while at the same time, you know, throwing a bone to the hardware uh,
0: manufacturers that they partner with. And they're saying it's rumored that they've spent as much as one whole Instagram to get phone makers to jump aboard this initiative. Uh, Going to target, of course, the U.S. and other developed markets first uh, with in-store kiosks.
1: You know, maybe this is their alternative to having, like, a Google store itself. You know, it's long been rumored that, that hey, Google may come out with their own Google store, and it's never really come to fruition. Maybe this is their way of making that happen you know if you think about samsung they have their own samsung experience kiosks or sections in best buy you know apple's had that for years really a decade where they've had an apple section in some places like formerly comp you you know before that went out of business and you know best buy so it may be that that's google's version of making uh some sort of storefront presence in already established you know You know, places like Best Buy or whatever. So,
0: If you think of it, it kind of makes sense that, like, why would you spend the money and resources in building your own store when there's existing stores with existing customers that go in and out of them all the time? If you can set up prime real estate in one of those stores, like, you're good to go.
1: Yeah. Especially,
0: like, this is going to make the people selling the devices actually care that... The people that get those silver premium devices are—they know what they're doing and how to use them. It's not just like some schmo that's gonna like hustle a bunch of burner phones to you. Like you're going to learn
1: how to use this real quick. And And you know, I'm not even sure that the—you know—I don't know that much about this from other—you know—the little snippets that I've that I've read. But you know, maybe this isn't even necessarily a front-facing. Program. It's like you go into an Android silver store, you're just going into, you know, stores. You're going into Google Verizon section. or AT&T, yeah.
0: and yeah. there's the little guy all in silver being like, how may I help
1: you? Yeah. And then you... <laughs> A little robot, something straight out of Japan. Yeah. Right, right. Cool.
0: That would be pretty awesome. Let us not forget,
2: I think maybe this was three Google IOs ago, when everybody was singing Kumbaya, and... We're going to support all of, you know, we're going to support updates
0: for every the phone. The Open Handset Alliance, right? The whole Open Handset Alliance thing. Uh,
2: it wasn't Open hand. Open Handset is the, is, it's, it was something like that. But I, I just don't, I don't have faith in this. Like, it seems to me like if you want something done right, do it yourself. And aside from Google's, you know, history of, you know, sucking major ass when it comes to customer service, the, I mean, they, they've... They've sort of they've come out of the problems when that they had when selling the Nexus phones like the Nexus 5, uh, the Nexus 7s. Like when those go get like hit the website, it's not it's not a bad experience. It's much better than what they've done before. So instead of building on that, it seems really stupid to give it over to you know these to this silver plan. I, I'm just I'm very skeptical at at how you know I I think that the the P, the person in the room that has the most to lose is Google. The manufacturers don't have anything to lose because their phones are there already. They're going to be there regardless of whether this works or not, and they're going to sell their phones regardless of whether it looks, works or not.
1: Well, the the issue with these kind of reports is essentially they're little snippets of information and then a lot of speculation based on that, and that is what is reported. So we, we get the speculation of what's reported, not really – we don't know the answers to what's going, really going on, and that's kind of the perturbing thing about this. And you know, it's it's not unique to this story, but, um, yeah, it's hard to put this in context because I don't think we really have enough information to really understand it. At least that's how I look at it.
2: Well, I think that it's so. Yeah, good point. These are still just rumors. I mean, they're are rumors that keep getting, uh, you know, corroborated, you know, from multiple sources, um, but. Yeah, Google has not announced anything. However, you know, if anybody is listening from Google and you, you're you in any way related to this thing, if it is true, do not do this. This is stupid.
0: <laughs> this is a very dumb thing. That's right. You heard it here first, folks. Eric Finkenbeiner of Attack of the Androids says, this is stupid. Yeah,
2: it's going to be like when, when you see game trailers or something and, you know, you have the little <laughs>
0: quote. This is stupid. <laughs> Four stars from Droid Gamer Life. Fink <laughs> Beater from AOTA says, don't do it. That's awesome. Uh, All right, uh, let's do some app picks and wrap this thing up, shall we? Uh, Nick,
1: give us an app pick. Okay, uh, this is going to be just uh, short and sweet. Uh, so it's a little free app you can get off the uh, Google Play Store called Newsbeat, and it's essentially a news reading program where it essentially... You know, reads like the first minute or a summarized minute of a news story. And you can choose by genre which, you know, like technology or sports or whatever, you know, what you want to read. And you can say on, on the drive to work or, you know, you're traveling somewhere, you can just, uh, you know, listen to the news. And uh, you can click the link and then go to the news site if you want to read the rest of it. So it's, it's a little rough, little program, but it's free. So, I mean, it's not like you're losing out on anything for trying it. And that's my little little program. It's called Newsbeat good deal
0: eric give us an app pick <laughs> okay my app pick
2: is called bacon reader for reddit um apparently reddit you know i don't know they're 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 short on help or something so they don't have a they don't have an actual app like a legit app that i've been able to find so instead some enterprising young young people made Bacon Reader, which is a very nice reader for Reddit. I like it better than the mobile experience, uh, you know, through the browser. Um, it is free, um, uh, but it's ad supported. So if you get easily irritated by apps, you can put that Google Survey free cash to use, and just plop down a buck ninety nine to get it ad free. Um, you will be grateful because. I, I don't know. It it took all of ten minutes before I was like, "Okay, I'm done with this," and, and just did
0: the ad free version. Uh, so there you go, bacon reader, Reddit, hooray! Nice, nice, Eric. I really felt your passion for that one. I too, thank you, have an app.
2: I'm actually very passionate about it. I just I I feel like I'm in a bad mood now because I. <laughs> he
0: really loves I, bacon, but he's not in the mood. To eat. Verizon tech support will do that to you. Uh, Any tech support, I mean, really, we'll we'll do that to you. So, all right, well, let's, epic, Matt? let's wrap this up. Mine is called ISS Space Station. Now, this is different, Eric, from the ISS notification one, which would tell you, uh, depending on weather and location, when the ISS was visible to you overhead. This one is like an interactive, uh, model kind of gallery. Information it tells you all about the space station. Uh, it has all of these awesome pictures uh, and interactive and 3D animated views of the space station. Tells you about the cool stuff on the space station. Uh, of course, gives you a cool astronaut view. You can see here in the picture I'm screen sharing. Oh lordy! So uh, I feel like Sandra Bullock. I know it totally. You can like move it around and like it's it moves so um yeah check it out it's called iss space station it's by corinth uh i've been on uh like a space kick because our our new place here like the stars are just amazing out here and then cosmos of course on fox i've been watching that uh very awesome so i'm just a oh. space nerd yo just a space quick story
2: nerd i, oh, I went to the um to the air and space museum over the weekend because oh, I'm, I'm so out jelly. here in DC and I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to check it out. That's um, awesome. The cool thing is that, uh, in the planetarium, um, they had, they were playing a, uh, I don't know if you call it a movie, you know, it, it's interactive. It uses the planetarium. Uh, it's called dark universe. And it was, um, it was like watching an episode of cosmos. It was, it was actually, uh, narrated by Neil deGrasse Tyson. It was really cool. If you're, like, if you are anywhere near the Air and Space Museum and you have the opportunity to go do this, I think it costs five bucks. You should go see this because it was really, really neat. And it, it took that episode of Cosmos where he's explaining, um, you know, sort of how uh, when we see stars, the light is, you know, X amount of years old. And if you keep going back, you eventually hit this
0: wall. Yep.
2: Um, the it CMB explains that very, very elegantly. Nice.
0: So, there's uh, your plug. That's Go awesome. Go to the museum. Go learn something. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that's it, Eric. What's our email address, if you please? Well, if you learn something, why don't you shoot us an email at show attackoftheandroids.com. Very cool. Or you can leave us a message, 406-204-4687. Uh, check out the site, attackoftheandroids.com. We're on Stitcher. Got a Google Plus community and a page and a Facebook page and a Twitter account and an iTunes thing that you can leave us reviews on and uh, we're on Stitcher. Did I mention that? Alright. Are we on Coder, babes? Uh, we should be. On. <laughs> we should all be on. No, I'm totally okay. It's a terrible site. Terrible. Alright. Uh, Thanks for listening. com. We'll see you tomorrow for Gats and Thursday for Point and Shoot at Pruitt's Smartphone Photographer Show. Uh, Have a great night. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Attack of the attack of the androids it's attack of the androids thanks for listening to attack of the androids attackoftheandroids.com